Howdy, everybody. This is the PAT Podcast. I'm joined here with Dakota. Let's just jump right into it. Hey, guys. Before we get started today, I just want to take a moment of silence for our host that wasn't able to join us today, Noah Van. Just uh, keep him in your prayers today. Yeah, it's in a better place. Okay, on a more upbeat note, today we're going to talk about some NFL news that's been happening. I don't know if anybody's been keeping up with the news, but just some little small things want to happen this week. We're going to talk about that amazing combine that just happened, get some winners and losers, and then deep dive into some of our favorite edge rushers, man. So... So we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, Dakota, is there any uh, news you would like to mention that happened this week? First one, you know, we all saw it coming. He deserves it. Daniel Jones got a <laughs> four-year, $160 million contract with some incentives that could reach 195 So, Oh, know, man, I hope he, he reaches really it. Got what he was worth. Yeah, yeah, man. I, as a Cowboys fan, I hope he doesn't. This <laughs> That is a good point. I, this is a great day as a – if you can't tell, we're both Cowboy fans. Like, I I celebrated uh, when I heard the news. Four years, $160 million. $40 million average, man. And freaking Lamar Jackson can't get anything. That's insane. But well, on some <laughs> – what? $35 million exclusive tag. Non-exclusive you know. tag. He's not even exclusive. He could have even got the exclusive. The exclusive would have been 45 but on a different yeah. note, another quarterback that unironically I think he does deserve it is Geno. When he resigned with the Seahawks this week, three years, seventy-five million. Man, that dude was such like a blessing to watch all year. Like his story, the way he balled out. He had some of the best interviews, and honestly, his contract is not that bad. Before the year, I would have never dreamed of. Signing Geno is my franchise quarterback, but for $25 million a year, like it's hard to beat that, especially yeah. when Daniel Jones is getting $40 million. What do you think about that, Dakota? Dude, I really like it. You know, I mean, there was one year you may, he may not do the same and maybe a fluke year, but he really showed that he was a, not just a backup player that he really yeah. deserves to be uh, looked at as a real starter. But I like that he did get signed with the Seahawks. Cause if he would have went to open market, I don't think another team would have signed him like the Seahawks would have. No, no. In 25 a year, is a, I don't want to say a bargain because that is a lot of money. But with today's day and age, like it kind of is a bargain if you believe in your quarterback. Yeah. So. Yeah. I wish my uh, – Company that, but. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, my company yeah, would get a bargain. Lamar. Yeah, let's go back to Lamar <laughs> for a second. He got the non-exclusive tag, $35 million, but other teams can negotiate with him. And if the Ravens like that contract, they can match it and keep him, or he could go to the other team and they would have to give him two picks. Yeah, which, their next two first-round picks. Of, yeah, which is a uh, kind of nice, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's honestly not bad if for a franchise quarterback that's hit that young. 
Like, come on. Like, yeah, I think it's worth it. Like, I would have done it if I need a quarterback. Yeah. Like, why not? Uh, were you surprised yeah, that he didn't get the exclusive tag? I think everybody all year when they knew he wasn't going to get this contract because Baltimore refuses to pay him, uh, I think everybody thought he was going to get the exclusive tag, which is about $45 million. But did you see this coming? I think uh, – I didn't – you could kind of see it in the way they were negotiating. I don't think the Ravens can give him what he wants. I, no matter what's going on, I don't think they can match what he wants. And so they're just trying to get something out of him before he leaves. And uh, it's a good use of the non-exclusive tag. You don't see many teams use it that often. On a quarterback really as like well. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. But, I mean, it's the next two first, which kind of nice. And you were saying earlier, if they do it, I mean, he could sign after the draft, and they wouldn't have to give up any immediate compensation. Yeah, to Lamar, which would of be course, really nice. Which I think Lamar would be totally down to play ball with a team like, let's say, the Texans. Texans have the number two pick this year. That's it's a lot more valuable giving up the number two pick than a pick in the teens. So, if he wants yes. to sign with the Texans, what? Who doesn't say that he doesn't wait till after the draft? to sign with the Texans. So the Texans can use those good picks they have this year and build around him for next year. Oh, I mean, the Texans, I mean, if they think they're going to do that, they may even trade back uh, four or five spots, you know, get a couple more assets and really just make Lamar comfortable in uh, in Houston. If yeah. they really want Lamar, they really need to – uh make it his home and uh, give him a chance to succeed. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great point because they could trade back because if you have a top two pick, you would think they're going to pick a quarterback, which I think in reality, I think they are going to pick a quarterback, but let's say if they do sign Lamar Jackson, another team's going to want to trade up for that pick to get a quarterback. So they could be loaded Mm -hmm. and they could replenish those two first round picks. They're going to be losing by getting Lamar Jackson. So it'd be almost like a net zero, but you're gaining Lamar Jackson. So I don't know, maybe. Yes. Yeah. On a different now, a different quarterback. Uh, speaking of, you said the Ravens might not be able to afford Lamar Jackson. Uh, how, how do the Saints afford Derek Carr? I, they always are <laughs> so far over the cap, but somehow can sign I Derek Carr know. to a four-year, one hundred and fifty million dollar contract. What? I, I don't know. It where Where is this money coming from? They're gonna have to cut multiple players next year. Him because who did they? Andy Dalton. I'm pretty oh, sure they uh, Jameis, famous Jameis. I, I they released Jameis. It's uh, that's why. Yeah, I think Carr is the, a better quarterback than the him. Red to Rocket. be fair. <laughs> Yeah, he's better, but he didn't, like, they performed the same amount. They're the same age. They had the same, pretty much same win-loss record this last year. Yeah, and Jameis is a lot cheaper. Or they're both a lot cheaper, too, than Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm I'm more talking about the Dalton. Like, they had Dalton. And now they're signing uh, literally another uh, Dalton. It's younger Dalton, though. He's just younger Andy Dalton, (laughs) right? I thought they were. I thought him and Derek Carr were. The oh, same they age. might. Andy Dalton seems so old. 
So I could be wrong about that one. He's been here forever. Like he has been here forever. Their car just seems forever young to me. Like I still look at cars like, oh, he's a young quarterback. But yeah, in next year, uh, Michael Thomas is going to have the highest cap hit in the league. Not for receivers, the highest cap hit. Uh, Michael Thomas cap here cap hit next year is fifty one million dollars for receiver that hasn't played in barely three years. So this next season is most likely, unless something drastic happens, going to be his last season in New Orleans because they're going to have to cut him before that cap hit comes due because they can't afford it. No, especially on a receiver who doesn't play. Yeah, true. Uh, But yeah, but released players, a lot of players got released. uh, Oh, no. uh, Offseason. Uh, you got Eric Kendricks, uh, Frank mm-hmm. Clark. That was postseason master. And you got, uh, yeah, I dude, I see him being a big one going to uh, Chicago. They they need to spend money, and he's gonna cost. True, them. that's a good point. And uh, another Edgar Chosen Edgar. Anderson. He also got released by the uh, what team had him? The uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, I could see him going to Chicago too because they need receiver help. I mean, I'm not the big chosen, yeah, but, aka Robbie Anderson fan, but like, I mean, if they're trying to spend money, and I mean, he's there. Yeah, but like, but I mean, he, they need wide receiver help. He's a wide receiver, but I don't know if he's going to help at all. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I don't think he's better than like Darnell Mooney or any of the, their other receivers. Uh, yeah, uh, another thing that people do to keep from getting released is the the franchise tag and i was very surprised that saquon got the tag uh, i know i heard a lot of people saying that the they really wanted to keep saquon and they only could use a franchise tag on either daniel jones or saquon they had to pick one so that's why you see daniel jones getting this big contract and saquon getting the tag cuz they wanted to keep him around but they learned from the cowboys uh, don't overpay your running back who has a, injuries and a lot of wear and tear on his body. So, which is why the Cowboys learned from their mistakes. Uh, which is why the Cowboys learned from their mistake and uh, they put the tag on Tony Pollard, so, an injured okay. running back. <laughs> huh. huh? Hey, they put the tag on him though. They didn't. They didn't give him a massive contract and make him the highest paid running yeah, back they in gave the league. Ten million dollars. How much are we paying Zeke? Dude, I don't even know. It's I know if we really, it's like a twelve million dollar cap hit this year if he gets released or something. Or I thought it was like sixteen. Oh, if he gets released, uh, I don't even remember. It's learn from your mistakes. It's too much. We're playing too much. I think it's twenty five yeah. million for both of them. Oh my much. gosh! And like, it's not even like yeah. our rushing tech was amazing last year. Um, I love Tony, well, but I would have been fine with. Yeah, I would have been fine with. Parting ways with Tony. Oh, I would love B. John. I would be fine with parting way with Tony and getting a running back in this class because I feel like there's plenty of solid running backs. If B. John fell to the Cowboys in the first round, I would have been 100% fine with letting Pollard walk and even releasing Zeke and just having B. John there on a five-year first-round deal or even get a second, third, get a four-year deal and have him on the cheap like – that would be amazing because we saw what happened last time. We got a talented running back on a rookie deal. 
even if we didn't get B. John, I really think Jameer Gibbs would be a really nice addition to the team. Yeah. He catches well. He's fast. I, I like I like a Jameer Gibbs a lot. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's going. He just. I don't know if he's a, a workhorse like I would want. If we got yeah, Jameer we Gibbs, a hundred percent, we'd have to keep Zeke, something like that, because I'm probably yeah. Pollard. Yeah, but they're both kind of similar running backs. At least Zeke would be like a change of pace, and you're already going to have a yeah. cap hit with Zeke, so might as well keep him. If you just let Tony walk, it'd be fine. So yeah, I can see that, but you know. I'm excited to see how the rest of the free agency goes, and then the, yeah, we'll see who we uh, really see coming in the draft. Yeah, I'm excited for it's coming up. Uh, free agency is. I'm excited to see that because that'll be a big factor, and where you, we'll get a more clear picture of what teams are going to do in the draft. And so, like, and like we talked about the Bears earlier, I'm really excited to see what they do with all that cap room. Like I think they're going to be a real yeah. fun team next year. So it happens when you have a this rookie quarterback. My, this is some of my favorite time in the league. Like I mm-hmm. like football, the game, but there's something about off season and draft process and free agency really, really gets me. I love it. I love it. It's because everybody has hope. All 32 teams have hope. No team yeah. goes to the draft and stuff and goes up draft and like, oh, we lost. Like it's like when you go to a game and there's a loser. Like every team has yeah. hope. Every team can say to themselves, Hey, we just got better. Hey, we're one step closer. So I think yeah. that's a yeah. you don't have to worry about other factors, you know? It's like prospects in sports. Like I would love to see Lamar Jackson go to a different team. I would like yeah. to see him shake up. I would love to see, you know, Jets, man. Like, I really uh, want him to go to the Jets. Devonta Adams going to the Raiders. That was so cool. Or like just big name people going to other big name uh, places. It's just. It is exciting. It is exciting. Except when it's your star player leaving, but I'm sure the oh, Ravens yeah. fans don't want Lamar in a different uniform. Yeah. How many fans do they lose if they, uh, riddle Lamar? <laughs> Six. That's it. <laughs> the whole fan base. Yeah. Speaking of the draft and stuff coming up, man, this was a great combine. I don't know about years past. This might be a recency bias, but this seems like one of the most entertaining combines I've seen in a while. What about you, Dakota? I really liked it. You know, some positions really showed out better mm-hmm. than expected. And then you had a couple positions that really underwhelmed uh, yeah, a lot of people thought of them. Yeah, there, there seemed to be a lot of highs and lows. Sweet, it felt like yeah. every time I got a, a, a Bleacher Report notification on my phone, it was like this offensive lineman just broke the record for the highest blah 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 since two thousand and three, and this receiver did this, and it was I don't know, it I kind of got numb to it almost. Yeah, what? Yeah, it feels like every Which year. Crazy. It's because people. Are just I know you're supposed to train for the combine, but people put so much stock into the combine, and they just spend weeks and weeks and months to months training just to be good at these drills, 
that you see all these record times and these record jumps and records everything. But for me, like if it doesn't show up on the film and on the tape and like when they put pads on, who cares? Like, you know, like if you run a four two forty, but you run like four six when you're on the field, like making a tackle, I, I just don't get it. I think they're really just trying to find raw, unhindered, like, talent. They want to yeah. see in the best conditions how fast can you run. In the best conditions, how many rep, how strong are you? Or how much, how can you change your directions? Or stuff like that. They want to see unhindered, pure athleticism. I think that's just Yeah, I get that. But I always... I try to look at it as it's like window dressing or it's like sprinkles or like sauce or like barbecue sauce. Like it's not your main course. Like people, sometimes they see like, oh, Zach Wilson's pro day. He made the most amazing throw I've ever seen in my life. And then disregard like four years of tape of him not being good at BYU. And like, oh, number two pick in the draft. Like, you can't, it's not your full course. You can't just fill up on whipped cream and call it a meal, you know? Kind of sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if there's another quarterback like this. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about winners and losers today. And one of the big winners, which I think maybe for a bad reason, is Anthony Richardson. I mean, when you're 6'4, 224, and you run the fourth fastest 40 time for a QB ever, and he's the largest QB to do this. Because RG3 was the largest quarterback before him, and he's three inches taller, 22 pounds heavier, which he looks even bigger than that, than RG3. This dude is a freak. He looks like they were doing the little comparisons. Yeah, it was like they were showing him, and he was leaving Cam Newton in the dust in the 40. And he had the, the perfect RAS score, which is the athletic score. And he, everybody was just ooing and aahing over him. And he was like the most amazing thing ever, which some people, I've seen him skyrocket up the draft boards, which I think is scary because there's, I, there's no way you could convince me. I don't care how short Bryce Young is. I know he's 5'10 and one eighth, but I, there's no way you take Anthony Richardson number one, right? What do you think, Dakota? Uh, there's definitely teams that would, but it's a big mistake. It happens every single year. Every year, man. A QB that's like not really even in the first round debate just slowly rises up. At first, for no reason, they're just rising. And then you get to the combine, they always do something that's crazy. They'll make a throw that's uncontested. No one's in his face, and he just gets to stand still to another receiver who's not covered or anything. Like, you just got to get it to the person. Yeah, it's guys and PJs, man. It's There's no pads on. There's no defense, no reads. It's, I don't, it's just ridiculous to me. But when I look at players that I would want, I like the players that have the specialties that you can't coach. You can't coach someone to be 4-4. You can't coach 240. That is true. That is true. For the most part, a 4-4 four, four 
three, four. What about sneaky five, athleticism? Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think you can uh, really post well, that either. Okay, what about what about playing the sport the right way? <laughs> uh, you can post that. I actually think you can. Post. I don't know. Some people. I don't know. It doesn't. Some coaches think otherwise. Apparently. So. But I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a good coach, I could see you maybe taking a chance on that. Yeah, true. The things that he needs to improve on are things you're able to improve on. True, true. That's always a good thing to look at, and I always like that in a player. Yeah, yeah. You can't coach being six six two sixty four. You know, like <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean. A little guy can have all the heart in the world, but you put him up against Zach Martin, and I mean, yeah, it's not going to matter. Yeah, it's like Zach Martin earns a paycheck too. Like he's not going to, he's going to try not as hard. Like I don't get that. Yeah, this isn't Rocky Balboa when they could just use grit and determination to beat the superior athletic guy. I know this guy's better than me in every way, but I have heart, and that's all that matters. Yeah. The guy that's given up less sacks than holding or something crazy. Like yeah, less it's holding calls less holding sack. call. He has more pro bowls than holding calls. Oh, that's yeah. insane. But, yeah, like, he has all the things that you like in just a blind look at him. He yeah. He needs – he needs to learn how to play football, you know. I don't think he's mm. ever played it before. Yeah. So we always like a what, – what's that one saying? Uh, we like a football player that looks good with his shirt off. You know, like it doesn't hurt, you know. But did you have any, like, winners that, like, maybe sh- shot their draft stock up? This um, – I'm this going to the tight ends here. You know, mm-hmm. Darnell Washington. Oh, oh my gosh. Shot up for me. Big 6'6", 264-pound monster. Kind of kind of looks like He's Gronk, huge. You know? He is like, huge, man. He ran a 4'6", 4'40". It's good for a tight end. So fast for someone so big. He looks, he looks like a lineman. He looks like an old lineman, a good tackle. But he is running fast routes. Did you see the the sled drill he did? The the sled where he pushed the sled, he pushed it like a. They did comparisons with all the other tight ends, and he was just pushing it like a lineman. He pushed it what ten yards? It looked like he was a toy, dude. It was so easy. And you see how big his hands are? It's almost a foot. Wide. Oh my gosh! It's Eleven inches. That is, monster. imagine him just like grabbing your shoulder. Oh goodness! Yeah, his yeah, his really catch like radius is insane with those hands and those oh, long right. arms. Oh, you see what? that one-handed catch he did? On the yes, in the way he twisted and contorted his body and stayed in bounds. Like he's a freak. They don't have pads or anything. But it's still hard. it's still a hard catch. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not a pad thing. That's just a skill thing or eleven-inch hand thing. He was physically dominant in college, though. It's not like this is a yeah. a new thing. Like, we knew this. Like, our going back to Anthony Richardson, like, the thing, he just didn't do much in college. He didn't 
throw that many touches through what, 17 touchdowns. So like he just didn't perform at a high enough level for me. But when you get someone like Darnell yeah. who performs at a high level, dominates, and then goes to the combine and then reinforces every single positive you know about him, it's it's like icing on the cake, man. Yeah, it's – I really like him. He's really yeah. going up in a couple of my uh, fantasy mock uh, draft boards. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like you can't teach yeah. that. I mean, yeah. you can win at the combine and you can lose at the combine. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, my I, goodness. With him being so small, everyone was hoping he'd he'd be elite speed. But then he kind of ran like four, four, nine, four, five. Yeah, it was uh, not good. Not so what I, you want to see in a small guy. Yeah, that was rough to see. Um, it doesn't fully change my opinion on him. I'm not going to like take him off my board just because he ran a bad 40. Uh, he produced in college. I thought he was one of the top receivers yeah. in college. So, like, I, if he can produce, I don't care what his measurables, quotation marks, measurables are. As long as he yeah. could, like, put on the pads, go get me a first down, you know what I mean? But I do – it was very worrisome because when you are that small, you're expected to be fast. Like, another player – like, there are some other really small players, like DJ Turner. Very small, but he ran a four two six, and had a thirty eight and a half inch vert. Like he made up for it. When you run one of the fastest forties of all time and have one of the highest verts, like who I don't care how small you are, you know. So Jordan Addison going out and running basically a four five is very very troublesome. Um, I would still take him. Yeah. Uh, maybe not super yeah, like first second skills. round, but like. Yeah, it's he can run routes. He's he's quick. Like he has good burst speed. I think he'll do really nice in the slot. Yeah, he's definitely gonna have to be a slot receiver. I don't think he has the side or the breakaway speed. Um, but yeah, another loser for a different kind of reason. It breaks my heart, bro. Uh, legend of this podcast, Andrew Jason Voorhees, man. Was doing so good at the combine, and he t- tears his ACL—a clean tear, tears his ACL. Heartbreaking. The savage thing was he comes back, does the bench at the combine, and gets thirty-eight reps, which is insane. So, like, he went up on my board for having that dog in him. You know, that's the—he is a ninety-nine overall. Had that dog in him. Facts. He is the. <laughs> he plays the game the right way, man. But it's just – it sucks to see a talented player like that. And one that we <laughs> – Sneaky athletic. One, he's not even sneaky athletic. He just looks athletic athletic. But you see someone that's talented that we've talked about in mock drafts and we'd like on our team. And it's def- – he's going to lose so much money, at least in his first contract, because you never know with Torrey CLs. I mean, it seems like – people come back from torn ACLs like every five minutes now in the NFL and NBA and other sports, but yeah, it just sucks. Well, it sucks always to see. Getting better. Yeah. Treatment. Yeah. It's, but this is going to give a, a good chance to uh, really take a, a gamble on him at a, it'll get a later yeah. pick, but 
someone's going to really see the value in him and yeah. take him before a lot of other teams. Yeah, I hope he doesn't get that label early on of big guy with bad knees because, like, these yeah. knee injuries for bigger guys definitely can just add up. And I hope it's just a one-off thing and we don't have to worry about it. But I hope we wish him the best, hope his recovery is the best. And stuff. And to end it on a positive note, one of the last guys I want to shout out is Bryce Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia. This dude was, a, you know us, we love ourselves some Big 12 football. We watch a lot of Big 12 football. This guy was pretty good, West Virginia, pretty good. Uh, almost an identical stat line and measurement to DK Metcalf's uh, combine. Before he got drafted, remember when everybody was freaking out over DK because of how insanely athletic yeah. he was? Uh, and then Bryce Ford Wheaton just went out and had the same height. Uh, they had the same like vert, and their forty time was almost exactly the same. Like it was insane how like almost identical they are. So hey, keep an eye out on Bryce Ford Wheaton. Maybe next DK Metcalf. Maybe what do you think? Maybe him. And who's that edge rusher? Nolan Smith? Nolan Smith had an um, amazing combine. When we talk about combine winners, he's definitely someone you got to look at. He was in the what, 100th percentile for like yeah, the athletic score. I mean, it was like 99 100th percentile. 39 or something? Yeah, it, it was That's something freakish. For an edge guy, man, it's, that dude's scary. Oh, I. Dude. He's someone's gonna, gonna get some QB some nightmares. Yeah, someone's sure. gonna get a monster on their I, team. If you want to combat these new athletic QBs that are uh, sweeping the league, uh, yeah, you, really you need, need fast ed rushers, team, man. And, and he's really gonna be a headache to these uh, QBs that like to run because he will chase them down. Yeah, definitely, he'll but catch them too. He had he had the top vertical and the top. Uh, broad jump, didn't he as well? Yeah, he literally was the top guy in pretty much every single linebacker edge rusher uh, combo. Uh, all the statistics, like three cone drill, everything. Oh. Like he literally broke the bank for like nobody. I don't know if it, besides maybe Anthony Richardson, I don't know if anybody had a better combine than Nolan Smith. That dude was Honestly. a great. That dude was a freak, and that's a great transition for. We're gonna do a deep dive into these five edge rushers that we like the most. These, like we said on last one, this isn't necessarily the power rankings of the top five guys. These are just some of our five favorite guys and stuff. Dakota, who do you got? Uh, the first one, you know, obvious choice, Will Anderson. Yeah, seems like a good pick to me. You know, this is like the generational talent of this draft. Really under the radar. Yeah, he's a great athlete. Like, he's mentally disciplined when he plays the game. Like, he sits heel line. He doesn't get too caught up in all the smoke. He, I discipline. He sees the ball, sits heel line. He's not going to be faked out by a lot. He does great against double teams, really sits in the holes for runs, 
he's it, he has everything you could ever want for in a player. Yeah, definitely. He he's the definition of a game changer for me, or a game wrecker, whatever you want to call it. This guy, in my opinion, his at least ceiling. I know everybody says ceiling, but his potential and ceiling, and what I, what I think he will reach is a guy who will get you a win. When you need a win, you need a play, you need a big play. Uh, like they always say, big-time players make big-time plays, big-time moments, blah, blah, blah. Will Anderson can do that. I think he would have been the number one overall yeah, pick last year if he was available to be drafted. That's how good I think he is. For sure. He kind of reminds me of, like, Vaughn Miller. I love Yeah. Him. If he lives up to that, that yeah, that, that'd be, like, his ceiling because he – He's if I had number one overall pick, he's who I would take. I don't. There's some great quarterbacks. I love some of these quarterbacks, but man, I don't know how you pass up like generational all time edge rusher guy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but I, another guy I feel like could be solid. He won't be that high up as a draft pick. He'll be a good draft pick. Is. Mr. Hercules himself, man, Lucas Van Ness. This dude is a Greek god. He is massive. When I go on Madden and I curate my player, like, just look up a picture of Lucas Van Ness, and that's him. I just literally screen share and scan him in the game, and that's, that's just who I want. 6'5", 272 with a six-pack, like, he literally has me drooling. Yeah. And yeah, oh yeah, is he fast? Yeah. Oh, just he's just six five two seventy two runs a four five eight forty. This dude is insane. It's so rare to see the size, athleticism, and speed all in just one package. He has a high motor, he's a team leader. Uh he is already NFL ready uh spin move. He has multiple he's a big bull rush power guy. That is one thing I want to see in the NFL. He's not going to be able to just bull rush and bully everybody, but he does have an NFL-ready spin move. That would be exciting to see. Uh, his uh, his great vision, his eyes in the backfield, reading the ball carrier, reading the quarterback, making the right play, uh, not giving in the fakes, like all-around great player. Uh, he, he is 6'5", like I've said multiple times, but he does play 6'5 sometimes. He's a little too high. You know, they always say low man wins. Uh, yeah. So that can be a negative for him. He does get cut a lot, Dakota. I don't know if – I know you played D-line in high school. Uh, did you ever like being cut? You know, no, I didn't. <laughs> Poor knees, man. It's – yeah, it's – when you're I'm that tall, it's <laughs> – honestly, when you're that tall, see, we're both short. So I can't imagine being a 6'5 and getting taken out at the knees. Um. Yeah. By NFL talent. <laughs> NFL talent. Freaking Zach Martin taking you out the kneecaps. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's he can he's gotten cut a few times. That's been a negative, and his balance isn't the greatest because when you're that huge, like it's hard to keep your balance and keep your low pad level. Um, and the last uh, negative for him is. Limited experience. He's only started two years. Like played a full season, started two years. Um, so, he, which means, hey, you could look at it one way, be like, man, this guy's 
upside is through the roof. It is insane. We don't even know. Like he might not have even scratched his potential. But then again, uh, like you never know. Uh, but my last point about him is he could contribute to special teams. This dude blocked two punts this past year. I love me a guy who could be a star player and still play special teams, man, because you got to do it. Special teams wins games. So, Anybody you want to talk about, Dakota? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about uh, Nolan Smith from Georgia. Yeah, seems to be all right, earlier dude. In the combine. Oh, but he's so good. He's 22, 6'2", 238. Is that good? I'm, yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know? It's not about the size of the boats, the motion of the ocean. <laughs> motion of the ocean, baby. And you know his motion's real fast. <laughs> How fast? Four, like like we said earlier, four three nine forty. Is that good? Uh, One point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's real good. Oh, One point five two ten yard split. Is that, that was good? Yeah. What's his vert like? Percentile. You won't believe this. It's pretty good. <laughs> you know, it is good. Oh, that's good. That's a lot of inches, man. Yep. Ten foot eight broad jump. <laughs> is that good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll really like this next one. Wingspan, <laughs> eighty inches. Bro, what's that American unit? How many football fields is that? <laughs> I think you just divided by ten in this. No, divided by. I got you. I don't think that's how that worked. That's not how feet and inches work, Dakota. You divide. There's twelve inches in a foot. You divide it by twelve. Come on, get your mad done. Pretty sure you're wrong. <laughs> you're right. My bad. Yeah, My but bad. We're talking about football fields, not inches. Oh, we're talking about. Okay, I got you, Andre Carter. He's a good guy. Good speed. As yeah, he, he's not sneaky athletic. He's just plain athletic, right? Athleticism. Yeah, yeah. I bet it is. Do you know where athleticism might be the most important? Where? I would say the United States Army. Andre Carter, guy out of West Point. This dude is a small-time recruit, goes to the Army because he has no major offers, and nobody plays football, like, gets to go see NFL from Army, so – why not go to Army? He's a little undersized sw- as a receiver. Switches to linebacker and edge. In his junior year, goes off for 15 sacks. This dude was only a half sack behind Will Anderson for the lead in sacks in the whole country. He had more sacks than Aiden Hutchinson last year. At Army. Like, Wait, was that it's- a lot? <laughs> I know. It's absolutely mid but this dude is a stud. He's I would want him serving my country, you know. Would you feel safe if you had a 66256 guy on the front lines protecting you? Like this um, dude is yeah. an absolute stud. But I'm serious not about football. He is very versatile. He was undersized, put on some weight so he could play linebacker in the box. He's a sideline to sideline guy. He has the speed to make plays all over the field. 
and he could line up on the edge, rush the passer. His biggest weakness is he's not the greatest in coverage. He had a combined zero interceptions and zero pass deflections yeah. last year. And if you add those together, that makes zero. And quarterbacks had 114 passer rating throwing his direction. Maybe not Luke Keekley in the zone, but lining up in the box, he was a really good run fender. Blitzing, all that, just coverage is his biggest weakness. But when if you could line up on to the edge and get 15 sacks, like, you're good enough for me. Now, I know most teams are scared about his Army commitment because he hasn't even uh, been approved yet to go to the NFL. Because the 2019 United States government passed the law that allowed exemptions for the military athletes, whatever you want to call them, to go to the get exemptions and go to the NFL or go to NBA, blah, 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 do all this. But they still have to get approved, and he has not been approved yet. Uh, scouts see him as a first-round talent, which I could see him as a first-round talent, but the commitment to the Army might scare some people away. I would still love him, especially in the second or third round. Like, if they're going to fall to me in the second or third round, like, might as well take him because I think, especially if Jerry Jones takes someone like this, if anybody can go against the United States government and win, it's going to be Jerry Jones. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd take him. What do you think, Dakota? I, I really think someone needs to take a gamble on him. He's too good not to have on a team. He could be a day one help to anybody in the league. But, you know, like you said, with the chance he may not get to play is – a little too scary to... Yeah, that's... I, I do get why people are scared. Or a day two pick. Yeah, I could see I could see why people are scared, but, man, like, the upside's there. It, I really don't see how they don't improve it. Like, I, I, it is very noble. If he goes and joins the Army and serves his time and does all that, like the Roger Staubach, how he went to the Navy first, and, like, very honorable. Like, go serve a country, go do what you gotta do. That's way more important than playing a kids game for millions of dollars but i i do think he yeah it is you know i do think he's going to get drafted pretty high day minimum day two and i think he'll make it to the nfl is there any last guy you want to talk about dakota what about that guy from Guy from Texas Tech. Oh, you mean big boy? Big boy Tyree Wilson. (laughs) That boy got some long arms, man. How big is he? Dude, 86-inch wingspan. That's the 98th percentile. That dude is huge. It it looks long on film, too. Like, the way he pushes off the fenders. And he had multiple, like, just reaching in. While he's engaged in a block, reaching in and getting a sack fumble because his arms are so long, he just hit the ball. I mean, but he's big too, six five, two hundred and seventy pounds. <laughs> yeah, he's at the wrong. Jeez, he might need to move inside. He's huge, man. Like, he can't play inside. You watch some of that tape. That dude, he has the power to do just about anything he wants. He's gonna get a lot of swatted balls in his career. Yeah, he's, that's why I think he might fit better on the interior. 
in the exterior because yeah. he is. Four eight two is <laughs> gross. Yeah, I mean, for that size, I mean, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world, yeah. but it's for an edge. Maybe he is the. I think of the combine. Out of all the edges that were there, I believe he was the heaviest one there. So it would yeah. make sense. He was bigger than some of the interior defense alignments, so it wouldn't make sense if he moved inside. He has the yeah. length in the range to be a problem. Yeah. Like you see yeah. now, every time the quarterback goes for a pass, you see all the defense alignment jump up with their hands in the air. Imagine oh. a guy who's 6'5 with the 86-inch wingspan putting his hands in the air. Yeah, imagine – like a, you know, someone crazy like Bryce Young trying to throw against him on the inside when he jumps. That's like, I mean, he already has a problem seeing over the top anyway. Imagine, you know, big old abominable snowman. Yeah, imagine a guy who's, his hands go like a foot and a half over your eyesight, your oh, sight line. It's, dude, that must be horrifying, dude. Just getting swallowed in the pocket like that. That is absolutely insane. So, where do you think a player like him would go in the draft? Because I was going back and forth with this dude. It all depends on how a coach sees his potential. Because once again, like I said, the things he has are the things you can't really teach. Big guy, big arm span, you know, tall. He has all those things. The only things he needs to work on, maybe a couple moves, mechanics, stuff like yeah. that. And he was a bull rush uh, merchant in in college. You could just see him. Which I mean, he has the length and size to do it. But when he gets to the NFL and going against Trent Williams and Lael Collins, people like that, it's you can't just bull rush everybody and dominate. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe uh, he's insanely strong and he does, but I highly he, doubt it. He'll bull rush over a, a bunch, but yeah, you need other moves. There, there are people out there who could swat him down like a fly. He needs to, yeah, really get those speed rush moves up. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, I really see him in a top ten pick for sure. And if he can go to a team that uh really it's defensive heavy, like I mean, it won't happen, but. I think he'd do amazing on the Texans. They just got Ryan's in there. I I feel like he could really get that get that boy whipped into shape. Yeah, I I think he's good. I I know some people see him as the number two edge prospect in the draft. I I don't know if I take him. I don't think I would definitely not take him early first round. I might even take him day two, like second round. Like I, I'm oh not super. God. I'm not super convinced. Like you, like, I, yeah, I know he did look slow to me, and he just he didn't he contributed a little bit in college. Like he had okay stats, like six sacks. He was like solid, but he wasn't like this guy is going to be a life changer. This guy is going to change my yeah. franchise, and I want to see that with the top ten pick, especially an edge rusher, and with the top ten pick. I need this dude to be a game changer and a game wrecker, and I just don't see that. So, yeah. well, do you have anything else to add on any of these prospects before we wrap it up? I think we honestly said everything. Everything. I think they're all good. Yeah, it's definitely a good edge class. This whole draft, I think, has been besides safety 
this might be one of the deepest drafts that I've seen. Honestly, I really, I really do like the talent that we have here. Yeah, a lot of fun freak athletes, man. It's, it's been fun researching, watching clips and videos of all these dudes. I've having a lot of fun doing it. I know. I cannot wait to get to the wide receivers running. Oh, me too, oh, dude. So offense so is going to be so much fun. So, okay. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the PAT podcast. We look forward to seeing y'all next week when we talk about the DBs and we're going to have a lot of fun and hopefully we'll have the full squad here and catch you on the flippy flop. Mm-hmm.